Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored as always by Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel, as well as the great website AMP and Mark Prashan. Uh, in this chat edition of the podcast, we're going to sit down with one of the real gentlemen of the game. I guess we'll find out if he actually is a gentleman. That's what we think of him. Uh, but Kenny Hallard is here. Uh, he's originally from Belgium. He lives in London. Uh, he made a, a few deep runs in the main event. Uh, some of you might recognize him from 2016, uh, where he finished sixth uh, and sort of an exciting final table. So we'll chat a little bit about that, uh, get to know Kenny a little bit. Uh, first, let's introduce the panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in our Poker Stars home game. And I've got a quote from Maria Konnikova, uh, the biggest bluff. You guys know her. She said, the benefit of failure is an ob objectivity that success simply can't offer. I'm Chris Jones. I'm 5x5 five five on Poker Stars and Twitter, and I'm really excited to talk to Kenny today. Hey, I'm Jim Reed, uh, Bluffsterini in the home game, where you can find out about me and the rest of the Wrecking Crew by going to rec.poker slash crew. And I just want to say that uh, if you think you're better off playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers, just make sure you look at the board because you might actually be playing checkers. Oh, like deep thoughts with Jim Reed. Fantastic. All right. Well, after Kenny, you guys know, we'll dig into some of the community happenings. We'll look at who are the home game winners the past week. We'll look at the run good road trip that we're going to be a part of. Uh, a lot of other things, but let's bring him in. Uh, Mr. Kenny Hallert. Hello, sir. Hi, uh, good evening, uh, Steve. Yeah, pleasure to be here uh, on, the, on the podcast. It's taken us way too many episodes to finally have you on, but we are glad that you are here. Yeah, with, uh, with much pleasure. Well, let, let's take care of the first thing. All right, so here's a little behind the scenes. Whenever I have a guest whose name, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce. I mean, I've heard you, you know, we, we've seen to pronounce all over the place. So I go and I watch videos, right? I'm like, okay, so the WSOP people are saying ha Hall Art. Sarah Herring, who I just decided to go with, she's like Hallert. Brad Owen says something like Hallert. And Joey Ingram even said like Hallert. And so I kind of want to go right to you and say, what is the right pronunciation? Well, in my language, the Dutch language, it would be Hallart. Uh, if in English, like I'm, I mean, I'm quite fine, whatever people uh, are calling me, just just call me Kenny for these of things. Uh, but I would say uh, Hallert or Hallart or probably the closest one, like not the A-E is in at the end of my uh, last name is actually pronounced in, in, yeah, in well, and usually people like is, you are so gracious, you're like, just call me whatever. But I, I like to actually know. I think it's it's a sign of respect to try to get to know and call it correctly. So I'll say Hallart. Is that all right? Hallart. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's as good as I can do with my Minnesota accent. So we'll give it a shot. But tell us a little bit. So I know you're uh, now you're living in London. I mean, you're originally from Belgium. You're living in London. Uh, there's a lot of podcast episodes out there that kind of have your whole story. So I don't need to get into all of that. Uh, go listen to Brad Owen's interview if you want, but tell us a little bit about kind of where you're at now. How are you spending your time? I know you were doing all kinds of different stuff before. So just give us a little insight into the life of Kenny Hallart right now. Yeah, well, I'm, actually I'm currently on a, on a holiday, a small holiday, two week holiday in, uh, in Mexico on my way to uh, Las Vegas because I haven't been in Las Vegas for two years, obviously uh, for the obvious reasons, of course. Uh, I didn't visit uh, the city last year and uh, yeah, haven't played a single hand of live poker since February last year. So pretty much yeah, looking forward in order to, to play some cards again. I mean, 
in uh, America, they're they're a little bit more liberal at the moment with uh, with rules. Whereas in Europe, there's not really a chance so far to play lots of uh, lots of live poker yet. And and yeah, it was it started to itch, especially when I saw yeah the the, the poker rooms in Vegas come out with uh, with the summer summer schedules. Obviously, I put them in my own spreadsheet because yeah. Yeah. In the last year, I definitely uh, looked a lot at spreadsheets. Uh, yeah, still, still working, uh, uh, of course, on, on my game. Uh, yeah, from time to time, uh, including also like ma- making some spreadsheets and all that kind of uh, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, put all the schedules uh, in, into one spreadsheet. I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, I need to go. And uh, so yeah, booked uh, booked the plane, booked the hotel, and. Uh, Vegas uh, is uh, is waiting for me at the moment, and uh, yeah, pretty much uh, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, to, to play some cards again. I, I'd be curious if curious yeah, I mean, if like you get nervous at all about like I know not maybe nervous isn't the right word, but a lot of recreational players that haven't played for fifteen months are like, yeah, I'm so excited to get back, but man, how rusty am I going to be? Do you have any of that sort of sentiment? I I wonder how it will be as well. Like it, it's a big question for me. I wouldn't be surprised that I will be actually a little bit nervous in the first couple of hands, uh, just because it has been been such a while. It's something like I often still have like a little bit of that ner- uh, like nervousness in me, especially like when you play a big tournament. Like when you sit down, there's yeah, that that small tension, a little bit that's usually like hanging in the room, and and it usually goes away the moment actually I win my first pot. Like when whenever I won the first pot, even if it's just like picking up the blinds, and I'm like. I still got. I still got this. Let's now. Now we can start to uh, play some real poker uh, from now on. And I assume that takes you like one or two hands. You're never really waiting an hour. So, uh, Jim, do you have a comment? Usually not. No. <laughs> try, to, try to get over it as soon as possible to to win the first hand. Yeah, the earliest the better for that one, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just you, you brought up this point of sort of being in this uh, languishing space of live poker, and I'd love to know. Are you playing online instead to kind of keep fresh? And then also, like, what else are you doing to study? You talked about studying. And I know you're breaking down different tournaments and different uh, uh, schedules and that kind of thing. But to keep your your skills sharp, what have you been working on? Yeah. Well, luckily, there was uh, yeah, living in Europe and, and having access to to most of the most of the major websites. There was there was no shortage of online poker tournaments. Basically, there was a there has been a poker series non-stop since yes, pretty much since March last year. Like it, it just didn't stop. If you were like done with one poker series, it was like another poker room saying like, "Hey, come join us for us next poker series." And then that was done. And then the other poker room said, "Oh, it's already been two weeks since we had a poker series. Let's launch another poker series." And it just kept going and going up until a point where, where we just kind of like tired of it. It was like pretty much in in May, like. Well, April, let's say April, uh, like two months or like one and a half months ago when, when one of the, the major series, the scoop on Poker Star was done, then I was like, okay, like, now I really need a break. Like I've been playing so much poker in the last yeah, 12 months, it was up until that point. It was like, okay, now I need a, now I need a break because yeah, we were, everybody of course yeah, was at home pretty much doing nothing. So outside of them playing poker uh, with with my study group that I'm part of, we yeah, we focused a lot, of course, on our games. So we, yeah, we had weekly, uh, like even like multiple meetings per week, like creating content or I mean content in a way like, yeah, studying on the game of poker and then yeah, other people like which 
like you would study on a certain part, some other people would study on another part, and then we would discuss, and then people would uh, sort of like yeah come out with with their findings, what they said, and so it was lots of lots of studying uh, was involved. So I definitely kept up uh, with my game, but. Still, live poker is, is a different game. You, you can't compare live poker to online poker. Just look, looking in, in the, the player, your opponent's eye is, is something you, you don't have in an online environment. And, and it's, it's, it's still a different game. And, and in my heart, I'm still a live player. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, although, like, I, I earned, like, in my early days, like, I built up my, my bankroll on air. Like, and, and I got a lot of experience and a lot of my knowledge from, from the game comes from online, but still like, there's nothing as exciting as, as, as yeah, playing live poker and, and getting to like reaching, getting to the money, that, the tension that's happening around the bubble, like close to the final table bubble and, and eventually like winning a tournament. I mean, actually I pretty much never have won a, won a live tournament, but, uh, which, which is- Oh, right, just having yeah. you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> like the bubble, let's go. Let's go. Uh, it, it's still one of my, my, yeah, my sort of my main goals in poker. I can say, but you can't, you can't order a trophy. Like it, you have to, you have to earn it. I mean, of course, you will need to run good in order to, in order to, yeah, to end up with all the chips at the end of the tournament. Uh, but still, like, yeah, by with sitting online behind your computer, you're not going to win a live tournament as well. So that's again one of the one of the reasons that I'm. Uh, that I'm on my way to to Vegas, and hopefully I come back with. I mean, uh, hopefully I come back with with a win. But on the other hand, like just being able to play live poker again is already for me a win in itself. After yeah. That. Well, there's a very high correlation between people that are on the show, and then they run really good. So I'm, I'm we're, we're going to send our run good to you and get that get that W out in Vegas for you. We'll do we'll do <laughs> yeah. our part, whatever we can, uh, from our living rooms. Chris, did you yeah. have a question or comment? Uh, yeah, Jim, did you have a follow-up first? Well, I guess I just want to ask about this study group idea, because that's all about what we do here at Rec Poker. We learn together in groups, we kind of study independently, then we come and pool our thoughts. Can you just talk a bit about why you think that's helpful, who who you got involved with, and what, what that actually looks like over the course of a typical week? Yeah, we, we are with a, with a group of, of, of all, yeah, fellow poker players who all play more or less let's say on a on a similar level and i think it's quite important to have a to have some people yeah around you in order to improve your game because you're sometimes blind to for your own mistakes you can you can sometimes be be so naturally playing a similar style of poker that you that you sometimes you you lost track of, of some of even some of the basic things and, and you can and if you're part of a study group and, and from time to time you review somebody's uh, tournament that they played or so especially somebody else review a tournament that you played like they can easily spot mistakes because you're not always seeing your own mistakes and and that's that's uh, yeah a very important thing and you should always should be surrounded by people that are yeah that are more or less as, Ideally, they're just slightly better than you, actually. Uh, but if you're if you're playing with with in, in, in a group and, and there's players in there that are let's say ten levels higher than you, it's it's hard for you to discuss about things because they're not playing on a level that, that you're playing. They're playing on a much higher level. Their their thinking process is a, is a lot different, and and they're they're playing another competition as well because 
the level of competition is it's completely different at, at certain stakes. You have to, yeah, you always have to take into account if you if you're playing a tournament. Am I am I playing the yeah the weekly fifty dollars here at uh, at at my local casino, or am I playing a, a five thousand dollar main event here, or even like let's say a, a high roller with all people that really think deep about the game? Your your strategy changes based on on the opponents that you're that you're facing. So with with our study group, we, we just try to. Yeah, grow together as a team and, and we, we try to work on our game and improve our game in, in such a way that, that we yeah, that we finally end up to being the, the best version of ourselves that we're possibly yeah that we possibly can be. Like I know from myself I will never be the best poker player in the world. I'm I'm just not talented enough like in order to be that. And that's not really my goal as well to become the best player in the world and and be and beat all the high rollers like let's for me let the high rollers have fun on, 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 on in 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 their pool and and i'll and i'll enjoy myself in 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 the tournaments that i like and where i feel that i can that i can be very uh competitive in so that's uh yeah, that's still for me like my main uh, my main goal to yeah, to be as competitive as i can but still be aware of, of what my uh, capabilities and what my possibilities are, and 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 don't yeah don't don't aim too high as well, but aim aim your realistically. That that's also a thing you always need to need to take to yeah take in, in, into account. And and when with our study group, as I said, like we yeah we 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 play yeah we I mean we we play more or less all at the at the at the same level, and and, and some people have a bit. Better experience in certain certain parts of the game. Like there's there's people that or have a different background. There's people that come from a cash game background, so they're they're better in, in let's say studying or like or in let's say the early stages of the game where the stacks are a bit deeper. There's people that come from a sit and go background who will be very good at, at ICM decisions and all kind of stuff. There's people that have devoted a lot of their time on knockout tournaments, especially online. Yeah, every other tournament that you that you open nowadays is a is a knockout tournament. So so if, if you have some questions, like you can, yeah, go go to to those people. Like we, we try to have a group where that let's say for every question that we have in poker, we have somebody in the group that should be able to give us the the right answer to uh, to our question. And 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 that's how we yeah build up the group a couple of years ago and and. Of course, because of Corona and, and everybody being at home and everybody hang, having yeah, lots lots more time, we yeah, we we evolved quite a lot, I would say, as a as a group uh, altogether. And, and yeah, we, we managed to yeah, to study a lot on the game and, and and came up with with some yeah some some nice findings uh, and and what what we can do, what we should do, what we should not do. And and yeah, I mean, I'm happy how. Yeah, that I'm that I'm have the privilege actually of being part of uh, of the study group uh, that I that I am that I am. Awesome. Well, Kenny, I kind of wanted to shift gears a little, and I think you know one of the ways that a lot of poker players know you is the spreadsheet, and yeah. I kind of want to talk about. Um, and for those of you who aren't aware, you should be aware if you're ever going out to Vegas, uh, well, not this year during the summer, but uh, usually during the WSOP, whenever that is, um, it's, 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 it's kind of the Bible for everyone, you know, and, and you just talked about finding the right tournaments for the, for the, you know, you don't want to play in the high roller, you want to find the right tournaments, the ones that you feel you'll be competitive in, 
And that's sort of obvious when you kind of look at this spreadsheet and the kind of the labor of love that it is. But I'm wondering if you can just talk about how that came to be, what what your process is for putting that together, uh, and then uh, you know some stories you've heard about about how people have used that over the years. Yeah, I made it. I, I don't. I can't. I couldn't find. I think the first versions that I made, but it must have been somewhere. I think around 2010 or so. Uh, I was going to Vegas at that point, like from 2008, I never have missed a single uh, World Series of Poker Summer. And I was going, it was, before I went, like I was trying to plan my schedule and what I would play. And then you're looking at all these different schedules from, I mean, at the time it was, yeah, of course, the World Series and then uh, Venetian. Uh, Wynn didn't really have a series, but Caesars Palace definitely had a, still a big series by then. Uh, there was, I think, Planet Hollywood was around, and there was like some other uh, Binions and Golden Nugget. They, I mean, Golden Nugget still has usually a decent series. Uh, Binions at the time also had had a had a big series. They, the last couple of years, they they kind of uh, had a, had a little bit of an easier schedule. But anyway, there was lots of different schedules, and, and you're just looking at five different schedules in a completely different layout, and you're trying to find like what the best schedules and you have okay is this a two day or what is yeah when does this exactly start and when is later edge done and 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 you it was it's kind of a mess if you're trying to plan a, yeah a month and a half schedule and i was like okay let me just put this in like one big sheet which it has a nice overview and then i will be easy to see all per day like okay this they this specific tournament is going and then mainly i did it purely for myself not that i don't wanted to share but i was like probably like people will not be interested in this anyway like i didn't feel the, the need to necessarily share this and i think that year i might have sent it to a couple of friends and then the next year i again sent it to some friends and then they forwarded it to some friends and and that's kind of how the ball got rolling and then it was like yeah like people yeah, some people asking me, saying like, hey, I received this schedule. And I was like, oh, well, actually, maybe I should make it a more little bit more public because it doesn't matter for me. Like, first and foremost, still the main reason that I'm making a schedule is purely for myself to have, to have a good overview. And if I have to, yeah, if I can put it online and help other people with it, I'm glad for it. Like, there's definitely, like, for me, there's no, no not a single uh, commercial uh, intention for it. Like sometimes people have offered me money, but I, yeah, I always refused. I, I mean, if people offer me money, I say, usually say like, yeah, give it, give it to, give it to a charity or, 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 or give it to who you think like somebody could, could need the money better than, than I can, because this is like, has zero financial interest in me for, yeah, for, for putting this up for me. It's yeah. My, my, let's say my, my yearly contribution to the, to the poker community and I've, I've always been a guy that was in love with numbers and spreadsheets so like i, I do enjoy and uh, do enjoy uh, making uh, making all of this uh, yeah all of these uh, I'm, I'm a 30-year uh, actuary kenny so spreadsheets are life like you you couldn't have picked up i mean i don't want you to write an application i don't want you to do any good gooey interface keep it a spreadsheet like that's what we need so i, I love it personally <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's such a great contribution to the poker community. And you're, you're right, because like if you try before the first time I went to Vegas, I remember um, I was not aware of your spreadsheet and I was trying to do just what you were talking about. Well, here I'll go here, but maybe I can go here. But can I really? And what's happening? And and it's just it's so hard. You're on five different websites. You got all these PDFs downloaded. It's just 
it's a it's a mess and then i found your spreadsheet like oh my god this is amazing it's so amazing yeah it's it's uh so thank you for doing that it's uh i know you're doing it for yourself but i think it's a huge service to the poker community well, yeah, I, and I appreciate that that idea of saying, you know what, it's no more work for me to make this available to other people. And I'm sure if there's an error, maybe somebody has an issue or whatever. But like, I just love that mentality in in humans that have that idea of saying, I'm going to produce this for myself, but why not share it with everybody else? And so uh, I do really appreciate that. I think that's a great ambassador piece. Yeah, you're uh, yeah, you're more than welcome. Like, like I said, I could do it with, uh, with lots of uh, lots of love and flesh and pleasure. Yeah, and so we'll put the, we'll put that link. I've got the link here that we're looking at. I'll put the link uh, out in the show notes. If you guys can't find it or whatever, let us know. Uh, but it's a fantastic resource. Uh, I, I want to switch gears a little bit too, and I love that question, Chris. I love the spreadsheet. It's a big part of Kenny's stuff. And, and now, as you're kind of looking back on the on the main event, I know I think for recreational players like me and some of us or whatever, we think, oh man, he had the you know sixth place in the main event, and we just sort of. That's all we know about you, right? Like, because uh, there's there's some people that, you know, follow really closely, but a lot of recreational players watch the main event. That's maybe all the poker they ever watch on TV and then they just play. And so we think that's all you've ever accomplished. <laughs> I mean, you've accomplished so much. You've got all these, you know, multi $10 million plus of earnings, all this stuff. But I'm, I mean, I am curious about the main event. I'm sure you get asked about it so much, but now five years later, uh, as you, I don't know if you ever spent time reflecting on it or just when somebody brings up, the 2016 main event, like what comes to mind? Like what is still there, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's whatever, just kind of what's in your brain now? I mean, there's there's still, if you think, if I think about it, a little bit of disappointment, like I entered the final table as fourth or fifth and you know, I think, yeah. yeah, and so you're aiming for, let's say at least fourth place, like yeah. I mean, fifth would have been happy, sixth felt slightly a little bit as a, as a disappointment, but, Looking better at, at the yeah at the at the big picture of it, there's still lots of joy actually coming coming back to memory in a way as well because it is up until now and it probably will remain my my best ever yeah poker uh, yeah poker uh, experience like as I just said like winning a, a major tournament is still something that's that I want to achieve but I'm not sure if that will beat. The whole uh, main event experience. The main event is is a is a discipline on itself, pretty much in, inside the world of poker, and and it's 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 a completely different tournament, and you cannot compare it to any other tournament in the world. They're, they're just so say a little bit yeah, more. Like, there's that. not a single tournament that that comes close. Like people said, like have questioned themselves which tournaments would be close, and yeah. Sometimes people say like it could be the Australian, uh, sorry, Australian Open. That's the tennis tournament. Uh, the Aussie Millions uh, main event, which also has a ten thousand dollar buy-in, is also pure uh, freeze out. Or some other people say LAPC, but they're still not coming up up until the yeah up until the knees of, of what the main event is basically. If it, it, it's the main event stays such a such a unique tournament in, it, in its by itself and yeah achieving that sixth place was was such yeah such a, a privilege as well to be there because i mean you can play as good poker as you want but have having to plow through a eight thousand player or six thousand player field like you still need to 
yeah, the cards still need to fall in the, in the correct way. Like you, yeah, I mean, you can play as good as you can. You still need to, yeah, dodge some of some of yeah some of these minds in, in, in there and, and and dodge yeah dodge some bullets as uh, as Phil Helmut uh, would say. And there was actually 2015. We already had a had a very well, you can say deep run. I finished 123rd, which is in the yeah the top uh, top two percent or something of the field. And after that, I, I felt also like a little bit disappointed because it was like, hmm, this could have been like the once in my lifetime opportunity to finally make it deep in the main event. And I wouldn't say I ruined it. I just got eliminated by which, yeah, pretty much a standard situation. I mean, just yeah, poker happened basically. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, because as I said, the final 2% there, there's people out there that are much better than I and that's might have played the main event as well for 15, 20 times and never been that close to, to, yeah, to even where I already was. And all of a sudden, then 2016 comes around the corner and before you realize you're making it run again, all of a sudden you're on, it was yeah, eliminated on day five, I think. Yeah, the, in 2015 and all of a sudden, 2016 is day five and you're there and you're like, Okay, what's what's this again? Uh, take take two, uh, they, <laughs> and I get uh, receiving another opportunity here. And luckily for me at the time, like the yeah, the cards kept kept falling falling my way. And and before I realized, actually, I was I was at the final table. It was the yeah, it was the the final uh, the last time. Actually, there was a November nine as well, which I kind of regret that the format has been taken away because it's. I think it's such a yeah for the players that are sitting there. It's such a yeah unique opportunity, and and you want to not necessarily prepare yourself as a player for it because I mean, the level it, it's the same for everybody. Whether right? you have one day or no days off, or you have three months off, it, it's the same rules for everybody. But you want to yeah enjoy that moment as well. And now and with the three months hiatus that was in there in between, you could. Yeah, you could organize things. You could fly, let fly, yeah, let people and, and friends, like family and friends, fly in from yeah, from from where you are, and let people organize themselves. Because if it, if you would reach the final table today, and especially me living in Europe and having yeah, all of my family and most of my friends living in Europe, you just can't organize any of, of these things anymore, and and you you won't be able to share that that close experience with with them actually when. You and as a poker player in your career, you, you pretty much achieve the highest. Uh, what yeah, what you yeah, what you what you can achieve at the, at that point. And yeah, for me, like I, like I said, like I was was very, very very happy to be there. And 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 then yeah, the three months, of course, I, I did I did prepare myself as well and, and tried to be as a as a good ambassador as I, as I could be for for the game because that's sort of like how I. I remember we, in 2016, the day after the main event, there was, yeah, there was a, a meeting that we had with with all of the finalists and the, and the tournament director and, and and some people from ESPN, and that's and I said there literally to everybody, I said like every year, like nine ambassadors for the game get randomly chosen, like to to be an ambassador for a couple of months, and we were just fortunate that yesterday our numbers were drawn. It, it, it's nothing nothing more than that, and and there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of poker players out there who 
who never will be able to play a World Series of Poker main event, or even like a, a, a single World Series of Poker, even like to be in the Rio, like for them would already be yeah, a very big achievement. And, and if we want to continue to let this game grow and, 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 and keep playing this game that we, in the end, at the end of the game, we all very much like for as long as we could, like we need to be good ambassadors for the game and, and be, yeah, be, be, yeah, be accessible to, to everybody that, that, that wants to, yeah, wants to ask you some questions and, and, and make sure you, at a, at a local or an, an international level, it doesn't matter, make sure you put poker in a, in a good daylight. And one of us then at the end, like we'll, we'll have the privilege to be, to be an ambassador for, for the next year, who, whoever ends up, uh, yeah, with all the, with all the. And, and I love that perspective because I think, you know, there's, there's sports people or whatever too, that'll be saying, well, Hey, I never signed up to be an ambassador. I never signed up to be this. And, you know, some poker players are probably thinking the same thing. Like I never signed up to, to be an ambassador, but you are like you, you are. And I think, you know, as, as a group here, that's trying to grow the game, from the grassroots level, right? From people playing home games from bar to bar leagues and trying to encourage people to play that $30 term and then eventually the, the $500 and then go to the World Series. Like we see people there. And I think one of the things that stops people from continuing that growth, not just in their skill level, but just in their desire to play at higher levels is when people are really bad ambassadors. And we've seen some WSOP you know, players, champions, final tableists that are great ambassadors. And we've seen others that aren't. And when I hear stories, you know, I've gone to the, I've gone to Vegas, I, you know, friends of mine go to Vegas, people that are part of rec poker go to Vegas and they interact with some of them. And it's, a, it's, it's, there's a high correlation between the folks that have good interactions with the right people. And then they come back and the ones that have bad interactions with the wrong people and they don't come back. And so uh, I appreciate you recognizing the fact that it does matter uh, to, to those of us who are, who are watching. Yeah. Because for me, that's at the moment you register for the main events at, for me, that's kind of for me that you're also agreeing on if you if you win this whole thing that you yeah. will be an ambassador for the game. And I know a lot of lots of people, as you said, like are not not agreeing with my point of view. I mean, like I'm not gonna look into any trouble with with, with those people right. or anything. But and, oh, and some people, top, top some top artists, like, who are the ten we're, people we're not, do you think are the worst ambassadors? <laughs> Some, some people will say like we're not getting paid for this and, and right. in a way like I, I can definitely see their see their point of view as well but even though you're not getting paid to do this poker is still your your main income and if you want people like if you want to keep this as your income you it's in your best interest to make sure that people keep entering the game and and at the end like it, it's Poker, in a way, is sort of a pyramid scheme as well. Like, where, whereas people start from the bottom, they, they move up to the top, and, and, and yeah, the, the money kind of goes, yeah, yeah, slowly, slowly to the top. But it's in your best interest that, that yeah, yeah that the bottom that, gets, gets fueled as well. So, that's for me, like, yeah, that's why you should, if, you, yeah, if you're out there, like, at, at the top level, you should be, should be a great ambassador for the game. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. There's definitely people that are at a very high top that are extremely good ambassadors for uh, for the game. Of course, that that will do everything in order to uh, to, to promote the game that uh, that we all love. Yeah, and that's and that's why you know you made the point. I, I agree with that. Like people can choose to do whatever they want, right? Whether they they can choose to be an ambassador or not. 
Um, but I think, you know, people are going to align with people that are good ambassadors. So uh, if you care anything about your legacy, but, but also for us as, you know, I think we have a responsibility as a podcast, as a, as a community ourselves to align ourselves with people like you who are good ambassadors. Because I think otherwise it sends this mixed signal like, hey, you know, learn, learn poker in the context of community. We're all going to have fun. We're going to learn the game together. And then you talk to somebody who's, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't portray that. And it's, it's confusing to people. Yeah, I mean, even like sometimes you're present that you're at the TV table. Sometimes it could sometimes be really annoying this, but people sitting there like they, you know, haven't washed their hair in a week and, and they're wearing the, the same clothes that they were wearing in the last in the last five days. And then they, yeah, and, and, and and they would yeah, like sitting there with their hats and their caps and their face covering. I mean, of course, face. I'm talking pre-Corona times, like <laughs> in nowadays. You might have some uh, some some different rules uh, in place, of course, but like people and not completely like not talkative as well, because that's something that I said as well. Like at the same meeting, I said like just play normal, like and, and don't waste any time that you don't need to waste. Like if if somebody is like like shoving fifteen big blinds and you're sitting there with your jack three up, just just fold it. There's no need to make. Yeah, to make a whole scene and think for for thirty seconds there, like you you're gonna enjoy the experience as well, and you will get your yeah you will get your time for TV and and, and nobody and on the other hand, like if, if you let's say like you're at the final table and 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 somebody reshoves thirty big blinds and you're sitting there with a yeah, with a with a pair of nines or something, feel free to take your time. Nobody will will also like be mad at you if you take a couple of minutes for your time for for a tough decision that you that you that you have as well like but just play normal and, and it will yeah it will contribute definitely to yeah to the game in, in general it's huge so because it's yeah we have seen previous years as well where, where people like yeah, were literally like taking it to the extreme and and i mean some people sometimes people like to to be the villain uh, as well of course in the game they, they're playing a game within the game as well to to make sure they're, they're the villain but i mean there's not really prizes to be won for for that title anyway and, and yeah so i mean poker needs characters as well don't 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 right. get me wrong if everybody would be thinking and playing the same it would be boring of course in a, in a way as well but and you can be a character at the table for sure but make sure you're 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 a positive character not not a negative yeah. character and that's not even being a character sitting there waiting for a minute for your jack three offsuit to fold like at least tell us jokes or something like at least fill the space with with something <laughs> So I'm, I'm kind of curious now, and I forgive me that I, I don't know this, but are you still doing tournament directing or have you moved on from that? Uh, I haven't done any tournament directing since 2019 uh, anymore. Uh, of course, yeah, last year was, was nothing. I haven't really looked actively as well into, into new opportunities as well. I was yeah, working uh, for, uh, for Unibets. Uh, up until right. uh, 2019, and then we ended. Yeah, we ended. Uh, we ended there, and yeah, 2020, no live poker anyway. And over here, over, well, in, over in Europe, uh, there's there's not much happening at the moment anyway. Like I think we still need to wait until last year before we see some, uh, yeah, some bigger, or maybe maybe at the end of the year, who knows? Like we might see some some major tournaments uh, coming back again but but for now it's it's still yeah just just waiting and I, I don't know what the future brings for me as well uh, if, if new opportunities come up or if I'm getting uh, contacted by by organizations like I always always will listen to what they what I have to say but 
over the last yeah the last two years I put a put a lot of focus on on my own game and it has been going okay and accounts complain and and yeah the main reason I always well I started I always had a job pretty much in in poker uh, always next to next to being a player I got to know the game in two thousand and four and in two I was working as, as an electrician back then I got a job offer then in in the poker world in 2008 and I accepted a software and that job gave me a little bit more opportunities as well to, to focus on my game to play to play a bit more left and right to travel a little bit more and the idea was at that time for me like okay I'm gonna do this three maybe four if I'm lucky maybe five years and then yeah I'll, I'll basically I'll just go back to the factory that was kind of the idea that I always had in, in my head but I started that in 2008 and look now like we're, we're 13 years later and I'm, and I'm still here and it, it's impossible in, in poker as well to to predict uh, to predict uh, the future. But I always had a job next to it, and, and it made me always feel comfortable. Uh, first of all, uh, money wise, because I had a job that paid the bills, and I strictly kept both things separate. I had my poker bankroll, I had let's say my live bankroll, and for my yeah, for my in order to yeah to pay the bills, I had a regular job, and in that way, I never had to worry about my poker bankroll, which is definitely yeah was definitely a good thing because. And didn't necessarily take any more risk, but there was no need for me in order to to make money every every month. I could just play, yeah, play freely, and and I, and I had good results. And yeah, the money that I won with poker, I just added it to my bankroll, put some aside. I, I yeah, do and, and do some fun stuff with it. Pretty much that's how I how I yeah how I kind of organized myself. And it was also good to have a little bit of a distraction at that moment for poker, which. Because if you have to play poker yeah, 365 days per year, you, you've got to get bored out of it as well and, or like burned out even from it. So whenever I was playing poker, I was looking forward to organizing an event. And then whenever I was organizing the event, I was really looking forward again to play again. So I had this very good uh, balance at that moment in, in my life. And and I kept kept just doing that yeah, for for more than more than 10 years. And then, of course, yeah, last year being a, being a little bit... Uh, uh, being a little bit different, but luckily I had that ten, yeah, that, that bag of ten years of experience I had with me uh, already. So I, I definitely, yeah, definitely also helped me like in, in times like uh, in times like last year as well, uh, in order for still me to, yeah, to would I say survive as a poker? Because I, as I earlier said, like I'm not technically the best poker player, and I will never be. But I have, I would say, other capacities that you need to have as a good as a good poker player in order to be a good poker player. Like you need to have patience, perseverance, you need to have good bankroll management. And throughout yeah, those 15 years, I'm, 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 I'm basically in poker, like I've seen so many people come and go. And I saw so many people that were way better poker players, like pure technically poker players than I did, but they just couldn't handle, they couldn't handle the money, they couldn't handle the swings, they couldn't handle the emotions, but I'm still, yeah. After all these years, I'm, I'm still, I'm still around because I'm also good at, at those other things. The best poker player in the world is not necessarily the best poker player. Well, I hope someday I'm as bad of a poker player as you are. That would be. <laughs> but well, respect your time, and Chris, Chris, why don't you wrap us up? If you get the last question or comment. Sure. Well, I, I was just gonna kind of extend on that. You know, as somebody now, you know, you, you've had a ton of like success. You call yourself not the best poker player in the world, but you. You've had a lot of poker success uh, at the table, but you've also done, you've worked in the poker industry. And I think a lot of poker players, you know, they, they love to complain about 
tournaments and structures and rake and all the kind of stuff that goes into pulling off a tournament. And I'm wondering if like from the from the sort of the tournament director side, what is the one thing that you wish poker players understood about, you know, like understood better, complained less about, talked less about, uh, about the game and like pull, pulling off a successful tournament or tournament series? Uh, as a poker organizer, you're always trying to, to, to be as good for, for everybody, but you can't do good for everybody. But some people like a faster structure, other people try to find a, like a slower structure, but you still need to find a balance. And, and still like there's, there's people working at a poker tournament that also like need to be paid. Those people also like need to eat or like have a beer with their friends on the weekend or go on a holiday. Like we we do have costs as well. And to run a poker tour, like often poker tour, like you run them in casinos. And as an income for for the casino owner, like poker tournaments are usually not the best. They're, they're more as a marketing tool as well. And and we try to keep usually you try to keep the, yeah, the rake as, as competitive as, as possible, but you still like you still need to yeah you, you pay you have to pay all, all of your cost of, of yeah mainly employees that that's usually the yeah by far the biggest cost that goes in so yeah we need to take a share of the price we have to keep a share of the price pool in us in order to to cover those costs like poker like, whoever works in poker will will yeah will be able to to confirm this and because everybody that works in poker you have to be in love with poker if you don't love the game you cannot work in poker you will not survive not not for yeah it's impossible to survive you're you may be able to do it for a couple of months but after that you you won't you won't be able to yeah to survive and, and we all have a very big love for the game uh, whoever works in poker and and we also have the same goal to try to make it as an enjoyable experience for all for all the players and and that that are uh, that are coming to to our tournaments that that we are organizing and even though like the rake might sometimes sounds a little bit yeah a little bit high like we're usually poker is not poker tournaments not always organized to to make yeah to, to make huge huge profits out of it like that's that's often i would say like a big misunderstanding that, that people have for for uh yeah for that, that for poker organizers well like sometimes people they i mean you would let's say you, you host a 550 dollar tournament whereas 50 dollars of rake and sometimes people they expect it to get count for a hundred dollars but like, like guys like you pay fifty dollars in rake like we have our cost and now you ask us like to give you back another hundred dollars like that's it's not not how it how it works like yeah, yeah like it's hard yeah like i mean like this is what you pay and i mean if you go to a restaurant and, and they you also don't ask can i can i get a yeah can i get a discount here at the end of your meal like no like this it, it it's it's clear and and you have to just always, I would say, like be clear with whatever you're taking out of the price pool as well. Just again, as you go to a restaurant, if you think this is too much for you, okay, go to the next restaurant. Like fair enough. Uh, but like, yeah, like we'll like if, if you if you don't prefer to eat a steak here for forty dollars, well then have a have a burger in the next at at, at, at our neighbors for twenty dollars. But we we try to always give you, or at least me. Uh, like try to give you the, as good and, and professional uh, and, and fair uh, experience uh, when, when running a tournament and and yeah we just yeah, yeah. we have I to, yeah, we have to that out. I mean I think I think the point you know the, the point really is 
there's there's not a lot of money in tournament poker for the casinos. And if you if you missed last week's episode, we talked to a, a casino manager specifically about the business of poker, and he's saying the same things that you said. Like it's it's not a loss leader, but it's it's really it's not going to make money compared to some of the other things that could be done there, even cash games or table games. So it's it's good for the tournament players to understand they are not making a ton of money off of you. Yes, they are taking a rake, but they are paying the bills. You go try to run a casino. You go try to put in tables and staff and tournament clocks and all that kind of stuff and see if you can do it on, on $12 a rate. You know, I think it's, it's just can't be done. Yeah. yeah I mean, put a roulette table or, or a slot machine in, in the place of a poker table and your, your earnings by square foot will, will definitely be correct. Be way higher. But as I said, it's a marketing tool. It's to attract people, yeah, to attract people to your venue and such. Yeah. And then hope that they might some spend, yeah, spend some, uh, some money, of course, at, at, the hotel, restaurants, other other games, cash games, uh, yeah, t- table games, whatever. Yeah, they, go, they go, take your, go take your hundred dollar food voucher and cash that in at the, <laughs> the place. But Kenny, I, I just want to respect your time. And this this is fantastic stuff. It's it's so great to meet you. It's great to kind of hear your heart behind this. I think we all have an impression of who you are based on you know seeing you on TV. Uh, but it, it's very um, it's very fulfilling to me to kind of meet the man behind the, the perception and, and see that it holds together. So I do appreciate you being such an ambassador for the game. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I did not see Chris's wife jump in the room to talk to you. So I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to do a private greeting for her, but uh, I know that she, she enjoys you, but uh, let, let's kind of wrap up here with, with how people can connect with you. I know Spacey FCB, right? Is that the right? Yes. Yeah, Spacey FCB on Twitter. If, if people like, I mean, I'm, I'm I always try to reply to, to, to every question. I mean, I, I will reply to every question that I, that I want to reply as well. Like usually, like, I mean, that also, like, not that I have been asked many questions, I would say that I really don't want to answer, but uh, like, I'm always open for questions. Uh, yeah, Space FCB on Twitter, that's, that's the, my main social uh, medium that I'm, uh, that I'm using. And I know you've got the link to the spreadsheet on your Twitter feed as well. And if you can't find... Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a bit... So we'll put in the show notes, but bit.ly slash WSOP 2021. Yeah, if you can't find Kenny on social media, reach out to us. If you can't find the spreadsheet link, reach out to us. We'll make sure you can, we connect you there. Hopefully we run into you uh, in Las Vegas from the end of September to middle of November. Uh, that would be fantastic. Hopefully your travels all work out fine from England and, and getting over there. But, but Kenny... Man, it's a pleasure. Any any final words for Rec Poker Nation before we let you go? Enjoy the game at whatever, yeah. Mm. Whatever you're playing, whatever you're playing, like just it's yeah, just enjoy the game. Like don't like you can be competitive, but don't forget there's whatever you're playing, who's at your table, they're opponents, they're not enemies. Love it. Mm. Love it. All right. Well, there he goes. Uh, Kenny Hollart. Uh, I will be working on that name for sure. But uh, thanks again. Uh, we'll be in touch and uh, best wishes with everything you have going on. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure uh, for uh, yeah for being uh, on the show and I hope to see you guys uh, around anytime soon. Sounds sure, good. All right, Kenny. Thanks, well, Kenny. We're going to take care of some community stuff. You can jump off there. Uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, there. guys. Well, there he goes. Uh, Kenny Hollart. Uh, I'm going to be working on that name. I'm promoting Andrew Feist to jump in here as well. Andrew is a little bit late tonight, but uh, happy you were able to jump in here. So let's just quick, uh, I know we're almost at time here. Let's go quick. uh, Any feedback from Kenny? 
Well, it's nice to meet the guy. We've all yeah. been uh, looking up to him. He's one of those great uh, poker professionals, and uh, he didn't disappoint. Everything we, everything I expected. Yeah, and I mean, seriously, if you're if you're going to Vegas and you haven't you haven't found or found your way to this, I mean, it's it's an amazing service he does. It'll save you hours of time and misdirections and going to the wrong place or showing up at day two and a day one or what you know it just will save you from making all kinds of errors it's it's such a great tool yeah, i think a lot of people that have never been out there during the world series and don't realize how many tournaments are happening in las vegas at the time you're thinking well how hard can this be like it's either running aces at 10 or it's canterbury at 11 like how hard is this and when you see the how many tournaments are happening all the time you're gonna be very glad you have the access. And the and sometimes, you know, the other thing is like you might get knocked out of something really quick, and like you can check any spreadsheet. You could probably hop into something else if you want. So that that was the biggest thing when the first time I was in Vegas for the World Series was like that. Like I'd bust out, and then I'd look at look at like I don't, I don't remember which app I was using, but like oh my gosh, I could go play here at ten, here at ten thirty, here's another one at ten thirty, here's one at eleven, crazy. But if you don't have a, a centralized system, it's it's pretty difficult. All right. Well, Jim, do you want to queue up, uh, queue up Mr. Little, and then we'll come back? All right. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? Man, I don't know. What do you do with ace king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at pokercoaching.com slash recpoker right now. And I was talking to Jonathan Little recently, and he's serious about right. that. If he catches news that anyone has been guessing or stressing, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be real trouble. He told me. He also told me that if you go to pokercoaching.com slash recpoker, and you sign up and you don't think you learned something after a month or two, you can just email him and he will actually just give you all your money back. So that's a straight up money back guarantee, pokercoaching.com slash rec poker. Check it out. Don't make him mad. <laughs> Talk about no stress in that situation, huh? <laughs> hey, you nailed it, man. I like that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into some of the community stuff. So just real quick, uh, this thing will air on June 22nd which means some of us are in Iowa. <laughs> you'll be in Iowa. Sonsky will be in Iowa. There's like a half a dozen of us that are going to be in Iowa playing the Run Good series. And you know what? Jealous. I'm jealous. Oh, you know, God. There may or may not be uh, rooms and beds still available by the time you're listening to this. We've got a few available. Chris, you, so, you sound uh, sick in about a week. <laughs> you sound sick in about a week. You should yeah, Chris. Enough. Chris, you look like something's coming down. You yeah. Know sure. Bronsky and I are driving down there. We're just going to swing by your house and kidnap you. And yes. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. So anyway, there, there might still be seat, beds available if you're listening to this. Uh, if you're thinking, man, maybe I'll run down there for the main event or whatever, uh, reach out. Uh, if we have spots available, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, so home games. Who's covering home games? Am I covering home oh. games? The great John Somsky isn't, isn't here. Yeah, I'll jump in there. So uh, this week, let me see. Start. Oh, oh, I think there was a problem with the uh, mixed games. Let me just confirm. Yeah. There was some sort of issue on the June 9th uh, mixed game. I don't know. I can't quite make yeah. that out. 
Um, all right, well, maybe we can get John to clear that up in time for another episode. Too bad for whoever won on uh, June 9th. I do enjoy those mixed games. On the 7th, um, okay, Carl... All right, Taylor Moss, June 9th, <laughs> mixed games. Way to go, Taylor. Good job, young man. Yeah, go for boy TJM, which is his first uh, mixed game. You know, I'm not, I'm not even going to try and remember how John does this. These structures he's got built out here. Uh, it's not his first uh, in many things. It was his third lifetime mixed game pin, I think, or win. We'll get John. His first <laughs> this year, third lifetime. I think that's uh, what those numbers mean. There you go. Nice. On the seventh, we had Carl 0621, the great Carl Anderson coming in and winning uh, the daily. On the eighth, it was John Lutze, aggressive player to your left, otherwise known as. Um, Kelly Stork came in and swooped on June 10th. On the 11th, Eric Romo, GF Hawk. On the 12th, uh, Saul 23658, Matthew Rosenthal. It's a new one for me. Congratulations, sir. And then we had some other kind of weird error on the 12th in the mixed. Yeah, events. these mixed, all these mixed games, I just, we can't figure out who won these. I, some yeah, kind yeah, of John giant error. Yeah, yeah. I think I know why John didn't make the show today, because he didn't want to have to get through a couple of these. This one sticks in my craw. Uh, Rec Poker Steve, the one and only Steve Fredland. Was this the, was this the five? Oh, what game this was is, this, Steve? This is Omaha 8. Oh my God, get off of a dude. Like, that was a <laughs> I only got to practice it like once or twice. And then I played the actual one. I was out in three hands, like, you know, like the doobie, like I thought I had good hands. It was like a disaster. So this got me a little bit more in my wheelhouse. Uh, and then in the international events, uh, we put these out at a special time on Saturday so that uh, folks overseas can get a crack at it. Um, and if folks in the Eastern central time zone want to get a smaller field tournament, mm-hmm. um, you can sneak in there. Uh, on the first one on June 12th, Rocket Box Poker, our own Woody Adams won. Uh, and in the later afternoon one, it was uh, Richard Deitz, Mr. D's, uh, the Tuesday night maestro. Um, and on Sunday night, we have our Learn Pro Poker event, uh, where the winner gets a free month at LPP. And if anyone takes out Ryan the Plant, uh, who plays in it from time to time, uh, you also win a bounty of a free month at LPP. This month, this week, it was Glass Jaw. Uh, Dave Shoon, who I've seen in on this list a few times. So congratulations, Dave. Email me, jim at rec.poker to get the details on how to claim your free month at LPP. You know, we've had Bernard Lee play. We've had a three-time bracelet winner, Adam Friedman, play. Uh, Kevin Mathers jumped in there Saturday night to play both tournaments. So we're going to have to start looking at, are there more bounties that we need to start putting out here when some of these, some of these studs start jumping in there? I'm going to start putting a bounty on Woody Adams if he keeps uh, three-outing me in the Saturday afternoon tournament. Yes, Woody. I'm looking at you, Woody. We're all we're all real chipper and friends still, but I'm coming for you with your King Four. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> well, good stuff. We didn't interrupt you as much as John. Yeah. I tried to move it along a little. <laughs> well, Chris, how about you? How about uh, anything on the content side of things? Uh, well, two things. Uh, so uh, we're continuing on with our our new way of doing our seminars with these learn and play, learn and play and learn series. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the early stages of the tournament uh, for our July session, uh, and that should be uh, that's coming up uh, soon. The other thing I wanted to mention is we've kind of decided to shift gears a little um, on our focus study group, um, and I'm really excited about it because it's my latest poker obsession. Uh, we're gonna be going uh, episode by episode uh, through the web series called Inside the Mind of the Pro. 
And if you've never watched that series, I've, I think it's the best sort of like video poker content that I, not like learning based content, but like kind of like capturing the spirit, but also capturing thought processes of prose. It's a really well done series. Uh, they, they've traveled to different major tournaments, including the WSOP. Uh, there's some really good players involved in it. So we started that off uh, this month. We uh, talked through an Adrian Mateos episode, who I think is, you know, just one of the best players I've ever seen play. Uh, and hearing him talk about uh, some spots was really interesting. And we're going to continue that series as we go. And to kind of tease you just a little bit about it, what we talked about was um, the fact that he took uh, he took two plays where he's out of position in the same hour episode, one which I feel like is the more conventional bluffing line and one is a sort of, uh, kind of a less conventional. It was a no equity. He had no backdoors. He had no nothing. And the one that had no equity and no hope and no backdoors, that's the one he took to finally he got 200 big blinds in as a bluff. And the other one that seemed like it, it was, had a gut shot, it had two overs, it had uh, a backdoor flush draw, it had all this sort of stuff going on with it. He just check folded it. And mm -hmm. And but when you listen to him talk about it, it makes perfect sense. Hmm. It makes absolutely perfect sense based on the opponents he's talking through, the way the tournament's flowing, the stage of the tournament he's at, what the hand action was before the flop. And so uh, I think that's fascinating because sometimes we get locked into this. Well, this is a good bluffing candidate, and this is not because of because it's got these attributes, right? And so I, I think these, this series can challenge a lot of our, our thinking and it's really going to be really good to talk through. So who, who can participate in that, Chris? And uh, when should they be participating? Uh, so those, that's for our premium members. Uh, it is the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, and then uh, Jim hosts um, uh, a fourth Saturday of every month. Uh, there's a, an in-between in conversation about about what's going to be happening at the next month. And will those then be, those conversations, will that be available after the fact for premium members? Yes. Not able to sit in so on if it? you missed the last one, yeah. uh, I think you can either, probably by the time this airs, uh, it'll be on, available on our website. You can catch up there. Um, all the links to these videos, they're free. They're on YouTube. These Inside the Mind of the Pro uh, videos. So even if you're not a premium member, uh, you can go find the Adrian Mateos and watch it yourself and kind of suss out what I was just talking about because uh, that's all available content. But we're going to really look at it uh, with some in depth and try to break down exactly why they're making these decisions or he's making these decisions, Amazing. that kind of thing. Amazing stuff. Well, anything else on the content side? No, I think we're, that's good. Andrew, how are we sitting with learning with partners? Anything going on there that we should be aware of? Uh, just a few things, just a few things. So if anybody <laughs> isn't aware, uh, first of every month, we do release learning with partners or learn pro poker. Uh, video gets released, but then every Saturday of the month, there is uh, the all of our other affiliate members for a learning with partners are released. Then uh, we do have a new one this month, which is a presence and profit with Jason Sue. So pretty excited about that one. Uh, that one's going to be titled Curiosity. If you guys aren't familiar with some of Jason's stuff, it's it's pretty awesome. It's it's how to kind of stay present in uh, your head and your body, and to make sure you don't just kind of go out and space out because that's how you can usually stay best in your uh, play your best game I guess is the best way to put it uh, but really excited about that so we are going to have uh, yep so Jason did join the learn with partners so we are going to have a video of him this month and every month coming up so really excited about that stuff too different shout out oh, no, sorry, real, real quick, let me jump in there sorry real quick, oh yep go ahead go ahead 
Okay, sorry, sorry, Andrew. No, you're fine. <laughs> we have, we have so much Mine was different, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure that people are aware because we are getting new people listening every week. People are jumping on and we're trying to you get some people up to speed because they've, they've asked me, said, hey, I don't really know what some of these terms mean and stuff. So I'm just going to, that's why I asked Chris. I'm going to try to fill in the blank a little bit. Like if you are a premium member at Rec Poker, Andrew has access to all of these partners that we have. It's crazy. I don't even know, six, eight or whatever, just high level premium content stuff. They have given us uh, the authority to, to choose 15 minutes of premium content from each of those uh, every month. And Andrew puts that together into a learning with partners video and it makes it available to premium members. So it's, it's such a great, you get a couple hours of this premium content. You get the Chris Jones stuff. Then you get this two hours from Solve for Why, Red Chip Poker, PokerCoaching.com, Learn Pro Poker, uh, Lexi Gavin, I mean, all this stuff for free. And then it also gives you a great test drive too, to, to find out if you want to take your game to the next level and go to the next level of learning, you can try all of these different things and find out who you resonate with the most. So I just think it's, it's an amazing program. And I know we have more in the works too. We're kind of keep, we keep throwing stuff over the wall at Andrew too. Like, Hey, these guys want to partner. So more, more announcements. <laughs> um, sorry, Andrew, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. My mine was completely off topic. Uh, I lost my rec poker hat at Canterbury. So if anybody finds it in the parking lot, please send it to Andrew Feist. Oh, <laughs> well, what do you got? Two days ago. You got a patch on there or what? No. Th so my, my oh, new, the new logo on my oh. other one, my black one, I apparently set it on the top of my car and drove away oh no, oh, no. <laughs> that wasn't personalized was it was it no. no it was it was just a black and white one which i'm gonna be ordering another one of but yeah i was still really sad when i got home and it couldn't find it and i was like oh that's you sure it wasn't just you, you busted the tournament you threw it in the parking lot <laughs> 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 Dang it! actually i really had to lean on chris to steal that off your car that was a real <laughs> tough one it, but chris, i'm glad we're getting the sale <laughs> you don't realize how high demand these hats are people are stealing them now yeah, apparently, yeah. you know, it's just gone, you know? <laughs> well, anything else, guys, for the for the good of the order? Anything else we need to, I mean, there's always stuff to get people up to speed on, but anything that's kind of pressing? I guess by the time people hear this, there will have been some pretty big oh, wow. website changes. Some there web, yeah, been, there will have been. Bean? There, we get up on the roof and uh, go shoot about it. Uh, but yeah, there will, there will have been some uh, structural changes to the website. So on uh, website, Mark and I have been skipping away in the salt mines uh, for the last week or two. Um, we're adding some colors to the different forums to make it more clear which ones are premium, which ones are learning, which ones are for there for the community aspects of things. We're adding some colors and tags to the different events in the calendar so that you can see immediately uh, yes, yellow is for play, uh, you know, blue is for engage, premium is uh, purple like the Vikings, that one's just for you, Steve. There's all sorts of fun little things to make it easier. Don't worry, Andrew, there's some green stuff in there too, and a little Steelers yellow here and there, just in case people were wondering. That's for the low-grade content. The green <laughs> well, you go poke around. So you go poke around, Chris, and, and everybody else, everybody else, go poke around the website and see, A, how does it look? B, what can we do differently? Um, and honestly, I would really appreciate it. Just email me, jim at rec.poker and say, hey, this doesn't work. This link is wrong. You can say this different, um, anything like that. I'd rather hear too much than too little. Um, and if I can have you do one thing, go if you're a member, a free community member, go over to the left on that red bar and check out all the different groups we've got there's a lot of the stuff that Chris is going to be posting these videos. If you're not in the group, you might not see the forum post that has all the information. So uh, get in the group, buddy up with all your rec poker pals, and uh, we can all keep on learning together in, uh, in the context of community. 
Sweet. I would, I would say I got two more things to add. One, one I'm pretty, pretty ignorant about, but I'm excited about it, if that makes sense. Uh, because we got Pep Vet in the, in the chat, and I know she started this empowerment group and, and conversation around that. And I'm super excited about that, uh, about what she has going on there. I wasn't able to attend. I don't even know if I'm invited, but, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, it's, it's something <laughs> I don't even know. She wouldn't even have me, even if, even if I fit the criteria, I don't think. I've, I've gotten so lucky against her in the home game. But anyway, oh, she, no. she, she is fantastic. And she's got this, this big vision to contribute you know, like, like a lot of people are right now in the poker industry, trying to move the game forward a little bit. Uh, and so I just, I really highly recommend check that out in the group section. If you're, if you're listening to this, you're like, what does that even mean? I don't know how to do it. Email us. Uh, we will get you connected with Kim and she'll get connected with you. So email me, Steve at rec.poker. We'll get you connected on that. And the other one is just a huge thank you. Rec Poker Nation. We say this all the time. We are getting so much feedback positive feedback from people that are encountering other rec people, rec poker people, uh, whether it's at the tables, whether it's online in the home games or whatever, they're like, this is just so different. This is just feels different. And so um, obviously I'm not everywhere. Jim's not everywhere. Chris and Andrew aren't everywhere. Uh, who's ever out there helping us uh, be consistent with this feeling of community. Thank you because people are taking notice. Uh, and we've got a lot of conversations that are happening with potential partners. Uh, a lot of individuals are like, man, what's going on there at Rec Poker? Uh, and so it's super exciting, but it's, it's huge. Thank you to everybody that's kind of grabbing hold of this vision and saying, you know what, like, like Kenny said, we can play, we can have fun, we can do it together. Uh, and we, we can actually be positive force in the world. So thanks for that. So there's my, my little soapbox for the week, as you probably are all getting used to. But anything else uh, before we wrap up, guys? Everybody good? Everybody good? All right. So if you're wondering what this whole premium thing is about, go to rec.poker. You can sign up for a premium membership. Use the code recpoker, R-E-C-P-O-K-E-R. -E -E you get 10 bucks off the first payment. So if you pay monthly, it's 15 bucks. Take 10 bucks off. Try it for five bucks. If you like it, stick around. If you don't, Tell us why and then leave <laughs> whatever you <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, it's trial and error, five bucks. And if you're really upset, Jim will pay you the five bucks back. And it'll be Canadian, so it's not worth quite as much. <laughs> uh, he'll take care of that for you. But but seriously, uh, thank you to Kenny Hallart. Uh, that was fantastic. Jim, Chris, Andrew, uh, thanks for jumping on here. Kim in the, in the chat, fantastic to have you there. Um, why don't we just go ahead and we'll cue the music. Jim, that's a go there because I've been told to not wait till the very end for that. Uh, but I do want to thank Running Aces, Casino Racetrack and Hotel. Thank website AMP. Uh, great stuff. Thank you.